This is episode two with an amazing guest here on the Special Needs Parent Podcast. Last week, we talked about how to revitalize the relationship you have with yourself, but it's part of a three-episode arc that we are doing with Kim Coffin, who is a trauma-informed empowerment and sexuality coach. And today, Kim is going to take us into the second part of the discussion, and that's going to start us on talking about intimacy in our relationship and intimacy with ourselves and how to morph and change and let go of expectations and rules, I'm pretty sure, um, (laughs) that we may have buried deep within ourselves and never even tapped into the fact that it's those rules that make us critical judges of ourselves and shut us down so much more often than it lights us up and how to retool and rework that kind of thinking and acting. So welcome, Kim. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and to continue this conversation because it's so, so important. So the second thing that we promised we were going to dive into for our audience was that we were going to talk about when life is really challenging and you have more balls in the air than hands to juggle. Um, How in heaven's name do you hold on to the things that are most important to you instead of letting them go? And two of the things that we identified that fall by the wayside are one, our relationship with ourselves and our tapping into ourselves, and two, our relationship with relationships with others, especially our romantic relationship. So ideally, how would you approach working with somebody and talking to somebody about revitalizing their romantic relationship? Because I know there's a part that's self in there. Yeah. And, and I'm going to come back to it. It has to start with you. It just has to start with you because if we don't do the work on ourselves first, women are very, very good. If we're talking about the primary, not always, but a lot of the time, the primary caregiver of parent of children, not of parents of children. If we don't come back to really taking care of ourselves first, we're actually going to cause more trauma to our body if we're just like, oh, well, you know, we haven't been intimate in a month and I just should get it over with. So that in itself is actually going to cause a lot of problems. I I work with women all the time. And if if we are overriding our systems of what we truly desire, of what we really want, of our body not being a full freaking, yes, I want this, then we're gonna ultimately lead to numbness or we're gonna lead to pain. And those things are going to build up. Uh, As women, we actually hold more of our emotional or any other sort of trauma in our sexual areas. So in our vulva, in our vaginal canal, in our lower belly, in our breasts, in our throat. So any time in our life where we've, you know, taken an insult or somebody's yelled at us or witnessed a car accident, like anything, we're contracting and we're holding them in these spaces And you think of a bad pap smear or somebody that was too rough or you're giving birth and they, you know, got the door wide open and they're just throwing up the cheek, checking you. And you're like, ah, all of these are contractions in our body. And 
these are the things that we actually want to learn to listen to our body for so that we can decide, am I contracted right now? Or is this a yes? Am I a maybe? Because it may be still a no. So it's really got to come back to self, a lot of self. There's some woman listening out there who is saying, but I say, well, it's been a month. Let me get over it because I'm actually balancing two pains. And here's the pain. Mm. The pain of resentment from my husband or significant other, the pain of him feeling rejected by me, the pain of feeling all this need to be this to them and Mm -hmm. the pain of being it for me. And so I push myself and my needs down Mm -hmm. because I'm choosing. Women are great at it. Yep. And my hands over my heart right now because I just want to like cry for for that woman and and for myself too. Like that is what women do. We've mm-hmm. done it for thousands of years, and every time we're going against our body and going against what is our true yes, mm-hmm. we are like causing pain in ourselves. We're we're like disconnecting another chunk. We're like ripping off an arm and throwing it away, ripping off another arm. Like if you want to look at it that way, you know what I mean? We're taking a piece of us and we're cutting it out. And ultimately that leads to disconnection, utter disconnection from who we are. And if you're already at this point, like no shame, I got to that point. Like it didn't take a long time to get to that point. It's what a lot of women, a lot of moms Mm. do. We get stuck in the people pleasing, overgiving giving everything we've got role because it also hits our value and our worthiness. It makes us feel like, and we've been told this, that we are good. We're a good mom. We're a good wife. We are a good daughter. We are a good friend. And again, it's all connected, all this worthiness, all of these pieces are connected, but we really want to learn how to fill our own tank 100% first. We can't give from an empty tank. The same goes for taking care of our children. We can't keep giving from an empty tank. We will deplete. We will eventually run out of fumes. Now, this may not be true for every woman, but for quite a few of us, quite a lot of us, there's a lot of shame Mm. related to owning who we are and where we are. And I know it's a continuum, but owning that because there are lots of dings in there and we don't want to own up to the not enough side of it, right? At least as far as our judgment goes. We see what's missing. We see what's not equivalent to the carefully curated social media posts. Um, We see that as evidence that we aren't doing well, that we are dropping the ball, that we are not witty enough, pretty enough, sexy enough, caring enough, enough, showing up enough, (laughs) enough, enough, enough. And we use that to tell ourselves, push it down. Mm -hmm. Don't let it be seen because even if I own it to myself, keep it quiet because there's shame Mm -hmm. in letting others hear our story, see our enoughness, and we should not let others know. Uh, I actually have come to think that letting others know serves a really big purpose, Mm -hmm. big Mm -hmm. purpose, because it makes it all right to be you 
Yeah. Putting the light on it is huge, huge, because that shame is such this deep, dark, negative, heavy emotion that we're holding within. And it's like this nasty inner critic hitting us over the head with a big mallet all day long. And it can feel very scary to share. But as soon as we share with somebody in confidence that we can trust, that will hold it, it's like, wow, that feels better. And then we realize we're not alone. Every single person is thinking the same things. And that's quite eye-opening. And then again, it gives permission to go, oh, so I've been thinking this way for 15, 20 years, whatever it is. And actually I'm not alone. And I've just been beating myself up for fun, right? Like that's the whole point of putting the light on the shame is to actually start talking about these things and seeing that you're not alone. Yeah. 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 So the not enoughness is huge, 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 huge. At the root of our discussion lies a simple question. How do I rebuild intimacy, given that as I chased everything else, I had less time and energy to put into it all. And so something had to fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. And intimacy was one of the first things to go. So how do Mm -hmm. I, can I regain that? Can I revitalize that? Can I bring it to life again? And how? Yeah, there's a few things that I think will really help understand this. So um, as all humans, we have an accelerator and a break in our libido. Did I go into this last time? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. Okay, so we each have an accelerator and a break. Uh, This comes from Emily Nagoski's book, Come As You Are. So basically, we all have a turn-on accelerator and we all have a turn-on break. And this goes to intimacy because if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it, right? Mm -hmm. And when there's stress... And when there's chaos and when you're exhausted and when your basic own needs are not met, most likely your brake pedal is down on the floor hard, 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 hard. And we all have different degrees of accelerator pedal, which would be our turn on activating our turn on, right? And some people, it takes a long time to warm up and other people are turned on in a matter of minutes, right? So it just depends. And I don't want to, you know, call one gender one or the other, but a lot of female identifying humans have a slow accelerator. They like to start, you know, just like they are in the gas pedal. Generally, they like a slow build versus some of, you know, more of the men are like, Oh, like, let's go. Um, and that's not an always thing, but just to give an example. So the more stress, the more chaos, the more depletion, exhaustion, you're going to have your brake pedal down to the floor. So even if you have a fast high turn on, or even if your husband partner is taking a long time to warm you up, if your gas pedals on the floor and your brake pedals on the floor, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. So I really want to share that to help you understand why you maybe don't feel turned on right now, or why you don't feel even that you want to have that intimacy. And if you do, if your full body is a full yes, then go for it. If you have the time, go for it, right? But I really do want to invite you to get curious. Are you having intimacy, whether it be sexual pleasure or just sitting and cuddling, you know, that can actually be a really, really good thing. Just sitting and cuddling can be really, really regulating and nervous system regulating. But I wanted you to check in that if you are actually having sex, that you are a full body. Yes. Because already before we get into special needs, parents, special needs, moms, 
almost every single woman is very used to being penetrated way earlier than she should be. It takes a minimum of 20 minutes to actually turn a woman on fully to the point that she actually could be penetrated. And some, it takes 45 minutes. So of course, if you're a busy mom, you don't have time for a lot of this, right? Especially if the special needs and all of these different things that are coming. And if you're exhausted, like, yeah, sleep's going to win. And that's okay. Mm. That is okay. So I really want to invite you to check in. Are you a full body? Yes. Is this a yes, yes, yes? Because if not, you are causing harm to your body. You are causing more disconnection, more fractioning, more separation from, from your truth in your body. And our bodies are brilliant. Our bodies will tell us things, give us messages, tell us what it wants, what it doesn't want all day long. And what, what's happened is that we've become very, very separate from that. We knew that as a child, we knew it really strong. I think I probably talked about this last week of, we knew like we're running around in the yard naked. We don't care who's looking at us. We're not going to sleep and we're not eating those bees. And that's it. Like, that's just it. We knew who we were. And sometime through the ages of, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 onwards until now, until we actually come home back to ourselves, when we do that, there is this disconnection. There is this disconnection in the middle of we're not listening to who we are. We're not listening to our body's innate truth. We're not listening to the messages that our body is sharing. So many people won't even be able to listen in the beginning am I a yes to this? Am I turned on? Am I yes? Or am I just doing it because I'm supposed to? So you can check in and then we can talk about in a moment how to reconnect because I think that's really, really important. All right. So when it comes to getting our foot down on that pedal to speed up or bringing that foot off the pedal to stop pressing the brakes so much, what are some of the things that people can start doing to help themselves. Mm -hmm. Number one, pleasure. And I'm not talking sexual pleasure. I'm talking regular everyday pleasure. That's why that cuddling was so important. A hug, a 20, 30 second hug when you're coming in the door or you're in the middle of cooking dinner where you can regulate your nervous systems together, where you can sink your breaths, where you can just ground again. Mm -hmm. Little bites of pleasure are so important because pleasure resets your nervous system. Pleasure resources your tank. Your tank is most likely on empty. And even if it's not, like mine's not on empty right now, but I'm constantly filling my tank. I'm keeping it topped up almost all the way full. I don't let it go below three quarters per se, right? Because if I do and I have a hard day, all of a sudden I'm on empty. And I don't want to allow that to get to that point. I want to keep the tank really, really full because there's going to be hard days. Okay. So, so pleasure that I can take experiences I can have. Yeah. Um, maybe even jokes that I tune into or follow, follow accounts that I find humorous and all of those things top the tank up a little, a little, a little. They all do a little. And, and it's hard. Like the last thing we want when we're really stressed out is pleasure. We're like, eh, I don't want it. <laughs> right. Like our cranky inner child comes out and we're like, eh, I don't want it. Like temper tantrum almost. Right. And most of the time you can recognize those if you pay attention. So you can start to bring in little things. What do you like? What does turn you on? You can use your turn on. I'm meaning sexual turn on here, but not for sexual, but for what lights you up. What music do you want to dance around the house to? What 
you can think of anything. What clothes do you want to wear that really make you feel really sexy? What uh, makeup, jewelry, whatever it may be, can you put on that just makes you feel really good? Can you follow your pleasure? Because pleasure is a huge huge thing that you can do. You can do journaling if you have time, essential oils, um, try and get eight hours of sleep a night. Oh my gosh, that is so important. And if it means you have to have a nap in the day to catch up, like no shame, have that nap. That's totally okay. We have this philosophy. I don't know what we want to call it. It's not really a philosophy. This, this thought process that the more you do and the more you get done, the better you are and is bullshit like it's not <laughs> true right it's totally not true so it starts to decondition that programming it is programming that's what it is that programming that tells you that you have to go 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 to be a good person a good human so take five minute dance breaks take baths if you can um put your feet on bare feet on the grass do things that light you up and make you want to smile and dance and sing. They are, can be small and they could be while you're doing all the busy other stuff you're doing during the day with your children. This is a reality from my past and from what I've observed with many of the women that I've spoken to. So I, I work with a lot of high achieving women. So these are women who are defined by the excellence they bring at work. They know how to push everything else out of the way in order to satisfy what somebody else needs in order to get somebody else to tick off the box and say, you are worthy, you are valued, but it's always yes. you are valued conditionally. Yes. If you push down your own needs, if your schedule becomes mine whenever I want it, that's when you become worthy. That's when... I value you the most. That's what gets you the big paycheck, etc. And what I found is that I lost a sense of myself as a, not just as a person, but as a woman. So you described something and you said, use your sexual energy to help you to tap into pleasure in other areas in your life yes. and I'm like I wonder how that's how that's done um mm. because for somebody if 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 I want my listener to really get value I think I have to be as open as I can with you please and the fact is that if we've lost touch with what makes us a sexual being and if we have no idea how that part of us looks or feels. How mm -hmm. can I tap into that to yeah. help me figure out, one, what music is it that's going to light me up? Two, where do I get permission to dance around the house? I haven't done that in ages. And oh, Start now. Know, so I started <laughs> actually about two weeks ago. And oh, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. But it's freedom. I don't necessarily know that, that it taps into any sexual energy, but perhaps it does because it's bringing me alive in a much fuller way. But I prefer to hear it from you rather than assume. Yeah. yeah. So the question is, how do I turn that if, back on? How do I find yeah, that if, if I, it feels if very numb? I have numb? no idea where that energy yeah. is and, and what level it's at. How do I tap into it? Because I've lost yeah. touch with it. I want to invite you to to 
be like this little researcher, like be curious, start moving. Movement in your body is huge. That's why dance is incredible. Start doing hip circles to a really sexy song, even if it feels really stupid. And if you have to go in a closet and do it alone, do it alone. Um, hip circles will start to really open up your lower chakras, right? And you can start to then feel sometimes this turn on and it will feel a little different for everybody, but it might feel like a little buzzing, right? It might feel like a little energy jolt. You can start by doing breathing. I call it like literally you can go into like pussy breathing and just start breathing in and out of vulva of pussy as if she was the one breathing and just start to bring attention there. You can actually do hip circles right here, right now without even moving. You can actually just start to bring your attention around the base of your body. We're sitting in chairs right now to seeing, you can do this on a subway. You can do it anywhere and start to bring your attention there and see what comes up. So you're going to start to be curious. You're going to start exploring. You can go into your closet in the morning and talk to her, literally talk to her. You can put your hand over pussy and say, should I wear this or should I wear this? And you might not feel anything right now, but if you keep doing it, one day she will go, Ooh, that one. Or she might say, no, that one over there. Like there's a communication that starts that is always there within us. We simply need to slow down, reconnect and have the intention of reconnecting hip circles, breathing, dancing, right? All of these things are going to help you come back into your body and start to notice that the messages your body is already sending you. She's screaming at you right now. I guarantee it. If you're a female identifying human, <laughs> then you take those pronouns. And if not, take whichever ones are yours. See if you can spend a few minutes and lather every single inch of your body in a luscious body butter after your shower or before bed. Do these things to just, again, come home into your body. These are the basics. And if you don't have these going right now, I would start here first. Okay. So it's an interesting concept because even before you came on this show with me, I'm very clear that you actually talk to your body mm. separately from your head, from your heart. Oh, yeah. So well, heart would be included. Heart would be included. Okay. But our head is always there to protect us, right? Mm -hmm. Keep us safe. Run away from the tiger. Don't go into the bear cave. Don't fall off a cliff. Like, this is dangerous. This is safe. And a lot of the times, our brain is going to lie to us. They're like, no, no, no. Don't have that conversation. You're going to feel uncomfortable and yucky. In the meantime, that conversation could be leading to the most epic relationship ever, right? So our brain is going by past experiences to make sure we stay safe that we right. are loved and that we belong. Very, very basic needs. So our body though, including our heart, our solar plexus, our womb space, our vulva, and all of these spaces are going to give us information. Like I had epic, epic daily hip pain for 16, 18 years before I started this work. Like a long time, like every single day. And I tried every single type of modality hmm. and nothing was happening. Nothing would relieve it. I'm talking massage, chiro, acupuncture, physio, so many others. There's like a hundred of them. I probably tried. And it really came back to the disconnection from myself, from my truth, 
from my body, from my emotions, disconnection from emotions is huge. And as I shared before, we're going to store most of our trauma, whether it's little T or big T, right? The hard stuff in our sexual areas, in our pelvic bowl. So that hip pain, that back pain can be so, so common for female identifying humans because it just lives there. Okay. Well, you've just made a big ding, ding, ding go off in my head because Mm. I have days where I'm on my feet for seven, eight hours, no Mm -hmm. sitting in that time while I teach back-to-back classes. And for a time there, after the pandemic and we went back out to the university, I went back out the first semester, went into those eight-hour days. And when I got to the car, I would be praying I could make those last few steps to get to a chair, Mm. sit behind Mm -hmm. my, my steering wheel and drive home. And then I found I couldn't even adjust my hip to get into the seat. I was outside Mm. of the car and could not figure out how to get in the car. That's the same kind of hip pain I'm betting you're talking about. It it was just, it would radiate down tailbone across the back of SI and down the sides of my hips. And Mm. everyone's a little bit different, right? But your body's talking to you. You're doing too much. Mm. You are definitely doing too much. If your body's screaming at you like that, there's something you're not looking at. There's something yeah. you're holding. There's some emotion. The amazing you thing is, so in, in the last semester, I've had none of that pain. Mm, none. Good. Because I have been working more on connecting with my body, talking to mm. myself, journaling it out, facing some of the things that weren't so friendly to yeah. look at, you know. Um, but I have far to go because it's a work in progress. Yeah. It's always a work in progress, right? Because then something happens, right? We have a death in the family or somebody loses a job like stress happens and our body wants to revert back to you know immediate old I'm afraid right inner child pieces protector pieces are like Ugh, scared scary 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 so body shuts down so again we can start to like movement is huge movement 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 because yeah. we can start to release shaking is powerful just simply if you've had a fight with somebody or argument in the house going into a bathroom and just shaking it off. Animals do it in the wild. They always do. You ever see a dog or a cat fall and they just kind of shake it off. You can do a full body shake. Um, Movement is powerful. Allowing your truth, your emotions out is powerful. Journeying is powerful for that. And then following your pleasure because it does a few things. One, you start to relearn what it is you like right? And two, it's nervous system regulating. So Kim, before we round up this second episode, there's one last question I have because it's it's related to pain. So many of us have pain in sexual contact. We have tension. Say that again. We got really loud. Something got really loud there. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So, so many of us have pain related to sexual intercourse. And it's not only in sexual intercourse. It can come Mm -hmm. on even when we think about sexual intercourse. There's a tightening. There's Mm -hmm. a strain. Um, There's it. It sends these vibes all the way through your thinking, your feeling, your acting. I'm guessing that that's very similar to that other pain we talked about, pain in that hip area and all of that. What can somebody do? 
to help themselves to come around if they are finding yeah. themselves really tensing up or feeling pain every time they have to have intercourse yeah. or choose to have it. So first there's an emotional part. There's an emotional part being stored there that needs to be released. It could be that you're not holding boundaries, right? That you're not speaking your truth, that you're not being honest to your yeses and your noes because that causes disconnection. So there's an emotional piece there that we want to look at. There's also a release part that we want to do. So we can do something called de-armoring, which is really, really powerful. Now I teach my clients how to do this in group or in one-on-one -on -one, and people are going to go, oh my gosh, you do what on Zoom? But no, your cameras are always off. My clients' <laughs> cameras are always off. And I teach them how to de-armor their vulva and their vagina. So it's like a massage. Um, you know how you go for a massage and there's a knot and you can find this knot there. And, you know, some massage therapists will like push it down hard until it goes away. I don't recommend that. You know, we want to slowly work into that area really gently. And then we're going to bring in techniques. So if you find a spot very intuitively, we're going to gently push gently push and hold more hold than anything than a push. We don't want to feel pain. We just want to find the, the contraction. And then you can bring in tools that go into tantric philosophy, which are breathing. We're going to bring in some breath work, bring in some sounding, bring in some movement and simply allow your body to release what it needs to release. And it's a brilliant, brilliant tool. I have done this over, um, I had a really deep third degree tear up at my cervix level with my second child being born. So there's scar tissue in there, right? And that scar tissue holds the emotion of, oh my gosh, I just had this beautiful home birth and now I got to go into surgery. Oh my gosh, I'm in the hospital for five days and I can't sit for six weeks. Like there's emotion in my scar tissue, right? So I do de-armoring around there a lot. The more I, the more I like work out and, you know, tighten up, the muscles around my pelvic bowl, sometimes it can get irritated and I simply need to slow down and do some de-armoring around this area. So de-armoring is powerful. Using the jade egg is another powerful tool. It's another little tool from the Taoist tradition. Um, I you work with Taoist and um, Tantra, both and together. They're beautiful philosophies of just learning again, how to bring, bring in the breath, how to bring in the energy, how to bring in the movement, the sounding and release what we need to release. So de-armoring is powerful. Here's a jade egg here. Cause I know this will be video too. Um, this is a little jade egg. Uh, I always have one on my desk cause I play with it and hold it and it grounds me and so forth. Um, but a jade egg naturally is de-armoring too, when you're using it, right? Because it's putting a little bit of weight on tissues where you're using. So you're, you're learning how to release. You're learning how to move. You're learning what you like. You're learning to reset your yeses and your nos. You're following your pleasure. You're resetting your nervous system. You're filling your cup. Like there's so many tendrils that we want to hit all at once. You Did I miss you. anything? I may have wow. missed some things, but Ask me, With ask your me compendium you want. of knowledge, I'm pretty sure you missed some things, but I guess <laughs> the way we, we get to learn from you is to continue to listen to your wisdom, not download it all in one go. Speaking of wisdom, I want to congratulate you on the launch of your book, One, and becoming a best-selling author in that exact same launch. So congrats, yep. Kim. I'm so happy for you. Thank you so, so much. I'm thrilled. Yeah, the, the book launched Thursday. 
and uh, last Thursday on Kindle and it's coming out this Thursday on paperback. And yeah, I woke up a, a, an author and but within four hours, five hours, I was a best-selling author on like multiple categories. It was so, so cool. And I think we'll drop all the links in the show notes, but it's the Love Thy Body series. And uh, this one's Sex, Love and Relationships. And it's with 19 other sex, love relationship coaches throughout the world. And we're all sharing our stories and there's tools. And, you know, actually a lot of the things I've been talking about today about how to reclaim and come back to you first will be in there and exactly what I did, as well as the links to um, access my free PDF, activate your your turn on and there's a free month for sacred pleasure membership there's so much in there all right we all look forward to that so kim thanks for being here for episode number two and everybody we're going to be coming on to continue this conversation into building intimacy in your relationship with the very next episode from kim